Hola a todos los fans de Doctor Who. Hoy vamos a, a criticar o compartir nuestras opiniones acerca del episodio que tiene a Christopher Eccleston como doctor. Uh, el episodio que se llama Unquiet Dead. Dirty Hooers. Cross-Atlantic nitpicking about Doctor Who. From four grown adults who should probably know better. From four grown adults who should probably be working. We're not afraid to say it like it is. All the word bollocks. www.dirtyhooers.com Follow us on Twitter at Dirty Hooers. If you like that kind of thing. Also on Facebook. Deal with it. Geronimo! Fantastic. L on C. Cock. With your hosts. Number one assistant, Terry Lightfoot. Oolong stutters sputter. Resident Pixie, Fuchsia Begonia. Lord President, Sen. <laughs> what she said. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Hello, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to review, as Terry rightly said, Unquiet Dead. Written by the Gattis, it's a Christopher Eccleston episode. One day we're going to run out of Christopher Eccleston episodes to review. I, I, know. I know. And then we're just going to have to review, like, other shit. Like, Tenant. Oh, don't, don't, don't. We've done enough of those. Surely we've done enough of those. Surely we don't have to do anymore. Don't make me go back to the tenant. This was directed by, let me see if I can say his name right, Iraslin, isn't it? Iraslin, who has done loads of cool stuff. I'm actually a big fan. Chaps won numerous BAFTAs and done buttloads of Doctor Who, including Gun the Fireplace, Idiot's Lantern, Runaway Bride... Forest of the Dead also did the BBC Proms thing, Music of the Spheres. Also, Torchwood did Children of Earth, which I am a massive fan of. I think it's the best Torchwood ever, except for the last part, which is Bobbo, but still. (laughs) And did Sherlock and Broadchurch and a few other things. Oh, and a Black. Have you seen Black Mirror? He did a Black Mirror as well. Black Mirror's quite good. It's on Netflix. Oh, the profs. Yeah, they're, they're pretty good actually. The one where the prime minister has to fuck a pig on live television is the first one, and that's it. After that, you what, just shut know. up. Honestly, straight what? up. <laughs> fucking an animal. He doesn't fucking. An He's blackmailed into fucking an animal because the new princess royal is kidnapped. And look, this has got nothing to do with Doctor Who, all right? And it was Prime Minister yes, and he's say, like Tory, so who cares what he fucks? He probably fucks pigs anyway. Right. Oh, shut <laughs> Move, Moving on. <laughs> so, because every other motherfucker just did a review last time, I'm going to go first this time. So I'm going to have a vote, and I'm going to say 20 with an autograph. Ooh. <laughs> Whose autograph? Yeah. It's obviously... Oh, oh, cool. You want to go next? I'll go. $20 whore. Well, you're calling him sorry. a $20 whore, or that's your rating? No, I'm sorry. <laughs> you said that after I... Because I, I disagree. No. I think Sen's... I think Oh, I don't know. He might be a $50. No, you're probably right. Sen's about 20 with a tip, isn't he? <laughs> and the tip and the tip is don't get that's exactly what I was going to say anyway I think this is a flat 20 for me Fuchsia I'd have to say 20 with a box of chocolates and a night out at the theatre that didn't get interrupted by oh, the undead he loves milk dry this is going to be boring <laughs> as shit we liked it 
Do you guys have any concept oh. of who the fuck Simon Callow is in your country? Do you know who Simon, Simon who? Callow is? Simon who? Simon Callow. Do you know who he is? Nope. The guy who played Dickens. Oh, that guy. He was awesome. Yeah. awesome. To us, he's like the other Brian Blessed. Oh, that makes okay. sense. Yes. That makes yeah. sense. Very just. Yeah, and Dickens is a, a really big sort of passion in his life. He is one of the world experts on Dickens, along with Miriam Margulies. Oh, really? Mm. Yeah. explains his, his presence. I mean, he was just so. Mm-hmm. Once again, I've seen him in a couple of things in theatre, and he fills a fucking stage and requires oh, yeah. no money. Yeah. yeah, for the Americans, he's the gay one who dies in four weddings yeah. and a funeral. Yeah, right. Oh, I remember. Yeah. <laughs> so it's got our Gwen in it as well, our little toothy gap Gwen in it. First yeah. time out. It has. Bless her. Eva, mm-hmm. what's she called? Eve Miles. Yeah. She's so cute. Yeah. She's cute in this. I don't rate her at all in the other one. She's too Welsh, and I'm married to a Welsh woman, and she's just too Welsh. <laughs> in this, she's lovely. <laughs> yeah, but your missus is posh Welsh. Well, yeah. posh Welsh. <laughs> proper, yeah. proper posh Welsh. So posh Welsh, she doesn't have a Welsh accent. My mother-in-law once said the best thing to me. Like, oh, yes, I've seen Doctor Who. Yes, I see they've got a rift in Cardiff. Well, of course, we could have had a rift in Swansea. (laughs) 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 Which is no Wales. That just fucking sums it up to a T. I don't know why (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. All right, shall I go first? Yeah. Yes, go on then. I really liked this episode. Oh, for God's sake. How can you not love it? Pity the gal. How can you not love this? Uh, just the premise of the whole creatures and the gas and animated bodies. This is Tom Baker era. It's finest. It really is. Yeah, yeah it is. Mr. Gatiss, God love him. Was it, it must have been the first one he wrote. Fulton. It yeah. was the first one it was he only did. the third episode of the new series. It's probably yeah. mm-hmm. my favourite out of this season. Really? Yeah, it probably is. Not yeah. Dalek? No. I know the Dalek got tough at the end, but the whole Dalek in chains kind of thing kind of left me cold. I really like the space station one as well. There's a lot of good stuff in this season. Yeah. But to be honest, it's, it's polarised though, isn't it? It's either really good or it's utter fucking mm. drivel and yeah. completely made for like eight-year-olds. Yeah. With farting mm-hmm. aliens. It's not farting aliens that let it down, you know? Well, actually, I don't know if it is the best in this season because you've also got... And it's child dances. Yeah. Uh, oh that God. is pretty... Mm-hmm. That's up there. That's yeah, up I mean. there. That's but, up there for me in like all of Doctor Who. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. exactly. It just Pretty starts bad. so nicely as well. You know, he's trying to get a Naples in some point yeah, and ends yeah. up somewhere else at some point. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't do that enough, I don't think. Because that's, that's one of the things about the Doctor is he never quite gets the whole fucking TARDIS thing quite bang on because the TARDIS yeah. takes him where he needs to go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. well, again, it's, it's, the, uh, it's the variable control of the TARDIS, isn't it? The whole f- thing with the last episode that we did, Image of the Fender, is the fact that they get dragged off course and end up getting involved yeah. in it. But yet mm. you can perfectly pinpoint the TARDIS to where the fifth planet was. There's a big, long history of the fact that the Doctor can pilot the TARDIS perfectly when he needs to for plot purposes Um, just just as a point you know I mentioned about the rift earlier on and it could have been in Swansea Mm. this was actually filmed in Swansea (laughs) just just for the record because there's nowhere near enough Victorian buildings left in Cardiff I do like imagining though that the TARDIS has some control and takes him where he needs to be well, it's canon mm. now, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Mm. So it's not just that you can't do it. It's it's that the TARDIS figures, this guy needs to be here, even though he doesn't know it yet. He wants to be there, so he takes him down. So basically, it painted a beautiful world. I did a website many moons ago called Headline History. My wife played Ellen Lawless Turnan, who was Dickens's missus. One of the sections of the website, it was basically all about Dickens's famous railway crash so I spent a lot of time I mean literally like months researching 
Dickens, finding out what he should be, getting his fucking beard right and all sorts of stuff, working with the actors and things. And this, to me, was just perfect Dickens and the dialogue he has mm. with him and you know we'll get on to quotes later mm. but the dialogue mm. he has with him and the doctors clearly in the same way I would be fuck me this is Dickens my dad is a massive Dickens fan he's got quite a few not super early editions but quite a few precious copies should we say of Dickens' stuff and has read things like The Signalman and insisted that I read The Signalman so it's really nice for things like that to appear and the whole premise of the Gelf a gaseous life form mm. that lived in the gas pipes that's so Victorian and of course, it's the first yeah. time we hear any reference or any proper reference to the bad wolf. The time the bad wolf. wolf. Oh, I'm bad yes. wolf, yeah. And we never, we didn't know how that was going to pan out, so we were all desperate for little snippets of the bad wolf back then. And this is the biggest. This is the the big scary one. And you know, our little Gwen, as I say, she's cracking in this. Yeah, she's really she good. Is very... Rose is good in it too. She's she's quite cheeky, but yeah. she's still oh, yeah. still quite cowed. She's still a bit in awe of everything new that's happening. You know, they do the end of the world so that she can get over that to some degree, but she hasn't quite. I also mm-hmm. thought when I first saw it, there was a little bit of Sarah Jane in there. There was a bit, no, go on, you can be an emancipated woman. It's okay. You can talk to me. It's all right. Girls are cool. Yeah. She kind of gets in the doctor's face a little bit in this one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, I I say how much I hate Rose, but I don't with Eccleston. They were mm-hmm. brilliant together. Mm-hmm. They were perfect. They worked yeah. really well. Good chemistry. Good tone. She gave him shit. It was awesome. <laughs> well, she's not bratty, is she, though, at this point? No. When she gets together with the 10th Doctor, well, they just become such annoying brats. You could slap them. That's because her. the relationship is still a little bit at arm's length. You know, she's not quite mm. sure about this Doctor. And so I think it makes her a lot more realistic. Well, Sputters was right. This was just very well done. Good acting. Story cracked along. The only reason I didn't make it a 50 is because I would have liked to have seen it be two separate stories. I love the Gelf premise, but I would have liked the Dickens one to be a pure historical. Mm, never going to happen. No, I, yeah. well, I know. Yeah, I know. I think he's got his chance to do a Dickens again, though, now, because he looks different. But that being said, I know if they ever do pure historicals anymore which they probably won't. But still, it's the only reason why I didn't give it a 50. And that's a very small gripe, because it was fun. It was great. And even though it it wasn't a historical, the aliens were actually believable in Victorian Mm. era. You know, the whole Mm -hmm. living in Mm -hmm. the gas thing. It was great. I know, that's just perfect, isn't it? Perfect. It was awesome. Yeah, and everything just worked. Rose and and Eccleston are brilliant, and yeah, it was great. Mm -hmm. Not a whole lot to say. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Darren, do you want to go next? Sure. Well, you know, I mean, it's a good story. I like that Rose is becoming stronger and she starts to get into his face and she accuses him of survivor's guilt, which is as his motivation for helping these aliens. But a thing that happened to me while I was watching this story is I (laughs) suddenly... happened to me on the way. Yes. I suddenly was watching it with new eyes influenced by the future of the main character the doctor the future or the past it was timey-wimey not because in the timey-wimey not i want you to make a t-shirt with timey-wimey not on it please yeah that's good (laughs) because does he have survivor's guilt now his timeline might have been changed by what happened with the war doctor. No, it wasn't changed though, because he still had the same perception that it had all happened. Yes. It's actually quite nicely played, I thought. Mm. Yeah. But how? Because... 
But how? Because scripting and merchandising and, and stuff, that's how. Yeah, and there was the line where he, he wouldn't know that he'd saved them. All right. Okay, I forgot about that. And it was, I was just going, well, anyway. And another thing that also influenced me. Some throughout that, so I was like, I'm just going to sit back. This is me. That's okay. Another thing, too, is that I read into his character a lot more, the, the time war angst, because I had seen the war doctor and, yeah, and the eighth yeah. doctor mm-hmm. in that little mini episode and Ackleston stuff. And is suddenly, such a fucking good actor, though. He really mm, is. He, he even blows yes, some of the other doctors out of the war. You know? yes. So now, now with the same performance, I just see so much more. Because it's even more like future episodes. There was just like a, a twitch of the ear, because that's mm-hmm. the strongest characteristic. Yeah, you know, well, or you know, his, just a little. His looks are very intense. That's for sure. I always get this kind of big thank you every time I see an Eccleston episode as well, because something like this really did relaunch Doctor Who. Oh heck yeah! yeah. I know. I'm very grateful for for his year. Hmm. Without it, oh God, you know, it could have been fucking Christopher Biggins. Christ, it could have been anybody. <laughs> but yeah, so, that, that guy who played Dickens was amazing. He was amazing. Simon Keller, yeah. And it made the whole thing so much more believable. He he really grounded it. Did, and the did fact you say that he was, when it came out, Terry? Yes, I did. And that was the last time. I think I may have watched it one more time after that with a friend a long time ago. So Have you not seen it yeah. since? No, so this this is the first time I'd seen it in a long time, and like I said, that it just seemed different to me now. Yeah, it's yeah. one of the ones that really does stand rewatching, and you could happily watch it several times. Mm. Yeah, because the performances are brilliant and the story's good. The things that drew my attention in this were little things, like when the doctor refers to Rose as Barbarella. I thought that was cute. Oh, yeah, and, yeah, that's nice. And he, yeah. he makes yeah. a comment about being involved in the Boston Tea Party and throwing stuff over the ship. Yeah, Yeah, I like that. Also, this time it was my own copy that I own, but I'd never bothered to watch it. I I bought the DVD, you know, and then I like shove it in a drawer and I watched it on the DVD and it had a bunch of parts that I had never seen before because they were chopping it up for the American audience. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah. Yes. There was a lot of little extra bits that I enjoyed. I was like, motherfucking stop doing that because that's that's shit. I mean, I know yes. we pay our license fee, but they pay for fucking BBC America. And, oh, yes. fucking mm, hell. Yes. I'm sorry, but that some, actually something. quite busts my hump. It really does. Yeah, same here. <laughs> I would imagine, mate. But fucking yeah. hell. Some things did make a lot more sense. Okay. So. Yeah, I imagine they would do. I want my friends yeah. to see what I'm seeing. I really do. Yeah. That's just... Oh. What, why the fuck <laughs> did they do that, you know? Oh, I What's the motivation behind that? It's just Advertising. Adverts. Yeah. Yeah, money. Fuck it. Fuck adverts. They pretty much create it now in four or six parts so that you can put adverts in the middle. There's no reason to cut any (gasps) Why not make it a two-parter and put even more commercials in? No, don't suggest that. They might do it. (laughs) (laughs) So many friends from the US. Not just these two fuckers here. I mean, like, proper people and stuff in the real... (laughs) (laughs) You know? Oh, uh, Oh, I'm so frightened you. Yeah. Ah, ah. So no, Terry, yes, Terry, you're the strongest. Ah, ah. Punch, like punch, that. punch. Yeah. <laughs> hey, so is it Fuchsia's turn or? Yay! Oh, so. Let's talk over her instead. 
<laughs> Go on then, if you think you can. I've been trying yeah. to stress this. Episode. I do. <laughs> yeah, you do. Uh, this is a really good first episode by Gatis. It's really well done. It's, it is actually Gatis. Gatis. I have it from the horse's mouth. It's Gatis. Let her talk. Just Let saying. Her. Just saying. <laughs> I was so disappointed with Gatiss's other episodes after this up until Adventures in Space and Time. Mm. And that was the first time mm. that I thought he'd managed to hit that same level again. Yeah, okay. Mm. I mean, he's done some very interesting ghost story stuff, but his other Doctor Who episodes... Outside of Doctor Who, I agree. I thought his first Man in the Moon was absolutely fucking brilliant. It was a great way to start. Unfortunately, it did mean that, yeah, he never quite managed to reach the same heights up until last year. The dialogue in this, the quality of the acting in this, some of the interesting things that they introduce in this as well, the time rift which as we know becomes oh, very important yeah. but it's um, canon it's already canon god fucking yeah. love him he's done his research you know yeah it's canon yeah. and we know that we've just done exactly and the fact that it's there and he's nodding to the past and the links are there and the fact that it's living and growing up on the time rift is what causes the psychic abilities in humans yeah it's very mm. nicely layered it's in. The whole crack and everything, Amy's crack and everything, mm. it all pays off. Amy's yeah. crack. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> I love that joke. I never uh-huh. get tired. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Philip K. Dick. She said, Dick, you never get tired, do you? Never get tired. <laughs> Melanie Bush. Uh, you said Bush. Uh, As we've said before, one thing that the BBC does very, very well is costume dramas. So you'd kind of hope that they would do this one well. And it is. It's just really well put together. It's a solid piece of storytelling. You can see the Doctor's survivor's guilt in this. The fact that he is doing things that are a bit dubious because he feels so guilty that their planet was destroyed as part of the Time War. And I think that's lovely looking back on it now because, I mean, OK, I'm fairly emotive with Doctor Who. There's two things I cry about when I'm watching telly. Doctor Who oh. and when Gandalf dies, and that's about fucking it. Oh. And, and even oh. then, you know, it's the look of the elf that, like, I don't understand death, beautiful. Anyway, I get that, and oh, I'm getting to that border point where I've drunk too much whiskey. Carry on. <laughs> I mean, you know, if you're going to do something like that, again, you go to someone who knows their material. So, obviously, Simon Callow. I'm fairly certain he does actually mm. tour as Dickens. I'd love to yeah. see that. So, you know, if you're going to get Simon somebody to Callow, do it... Simon Callow, though, you could fucking read a, a scene and I'd be quite happy to listen to him. He's, he's a but it British, gives that extra... He's a British institution. He should have railings around him. <laughs> <laughs> God. It's that sort of extra level of detail and flavour and texture that just makes it work really really well and the fact that it is from a time in his life where he's really struggling and it sort of revitalises him even if it's only for just that little tiny bit Yeah. because of course the whole point is that as they said he only never finishes the book because he dies the next year. Yeah. Can I tell you a weird story about Dickens that I happen to know? You know Edwin mm-hmm. Drood? He'd mm-hmm. finished the final draft of Edwin Drood and he was in a train accident with his girlfriend he managed to get his girlfriend out and a couple of other people that was with him managed to get them out and train and then he was stood on the hillside and realised that he'd left the script and this train was oh, teetering, God. teetering. <gasps> and he realised he'd left the final script to Edwin Drood on the train. So he climbed oh, back into the train, grabbed the script off the seat and managed to get out. Oh, my God. 
That's like a Doctor Who episode. I know, right? Uh, Dickens is kind of, he's kind of got, also he had a bit of a thing for prostitutes, turning prostitutes back to the path of righteousness. And I can sympathise with that. That was a bit of a Victorian thing, though, because one of the prime ministers did that as well. Yeah, him and Dickens had a big thing for it. There's a nice one where the guy from Space, who plays the artist who lives downstairs, plays Dickens, and he's all about the, "Mm, yes, I'm looking after prostitutes. Very nicely played. I can't remember what it is. Moving on, back to future. <laughs> no, I think I'm kind of done. As you say, Eve Miles in this is brilliant. Mm. She's really very good in it. I think, again, that was one of the reasons why I found Torchwood so disappointing was the fact that her character in Torchwood was actually quite annoying, as most yeah. of the characters in Torchwood were, actually. Yeah. Yeah, you know what? Is that they're cool when they're on Doctor Who and then they take them to Torchwood and they try to adultify the characters and and it it felt artificial and it didn't feel like a natural character. It felt a little forced. I've always thought that the Torchwood wasn't for Doctor Who fans because Doctor Who fans seem to like the purity of Doctor Who that it is kind of sweet and basically harmless Mm. and Torchwood is offensive and weird. mm. I think it's more that we like people who have a moral compass <laughs> and a heart. And I don't think that's incompatible with more violent or sexual characters. I just think that Russell T. Davies didn't know how to write that kind of a character. Well, I, mean, so I know we've said it before, but quite a lot of the time, the Sarah Jane Adventures were doing far more adult stories and adult situations in a kid's show. Uh, do you know, I've deliberately left a whole season the last season I know it's only a few episodes of Sarah Jane Adventures and I haven't watched them yet and I probably should watch them now yeah I know exactly what you mean they're sitting there because we take them and it's just sort of like yeah 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 Oh, I've got them, but yeah. once you watch them, that's it. It's the same with, you know, these episodes. That, and I know, if you excuse me, um, I know there are more episodes that can be released. They just need to go through a bit of a process. <clears throat> Say no more. But <laughs> I'm not watching one of them because once I watch it, and this is because of you, Fuchsia. Once oh, I, great, my fault. No, 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 you. it's not your fault. <laughs> It's kind of, it's almost a little bit of a homage to you. Oh, I love your bones, sweetie. You shit. This, this is, this isn't your you fault. You really have had too much whiskey, haven't you? No, yes, I have. But, no, but yes. Joking aside, <laughs> joking aside, I fucking really envy you that there's episodes of Doctor Who that you haven't seen because you've got oh. that experience to go. And I've seen every motherfucking episode of Doctor Who that you can possibly see yes. at least five or six times. Yeah, yep. Straight. Yeah. Yeah, and and every three or four years, I sit down and religiously watch every episode I can possibly watch from beginning to end. Right? Because we live in the age of information, and we can do shit like that, and it's brilliant. But there's one group of episodes that's been released that Patrick Troughton have not watched because now there's episodes I've not watched. Well, there's stuff out we, there in the world that's you, new, you, so you, you know? So you haven't seen Web of Fear? No, I've seen Web of Fear. Fuck me, I rushed at that like a fucking oh. dog on Damn heat. it, so um, you left... Oh, so you left the best one. You left the best one. I know, I know, I know you keep telling me that, but I've I've not seen Enemy of the World yet, and you know, I can. It is so amazing. That last series of Sarah Jane, Mm. Sarah Jane is almost like a homage, because it's Liz, you know, it's fucking the best assistant ever. I'm sure we all basically agree that's the best assistant ever, (laughs) don't we? My best friend, as he called her. 
Right, well, I think I'm done, so shall we do quotes then? Yes, yes. Where uh, Rose walks up to the doctor and says, hi, who's your friend? And he says, Charles Dickens. Okay. Like, she honestly didn't know who the fuck it was. <laughs> I can't figure out how Billy Piper played that. If she's either been hit up with so much new stuff that she's just like, oh, sure, why the hell? Why not? Charles Dickens. Or if she didn't know who it was. And I couldn't read her right. <laughs> and part of me is just thinking, yeah, she's just a fucking moron. I didn't know who Charles Dickens is. <laughs> it makes no. me feel better thinking she was playing it that way. Oh, God. Well, I guess the question isn't if Rose knows who Charles Dickens is. It's if Billy Piper actually knows who Charles oh, is. Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh. You're so no, Billy's a lot smarter than give her credit for. She's, I hope so. Yeah. Don't forget, she's, she's yes. clever and posh. Well, really. Yes. And she, she is has an to be a actress. She does remember to breathe, so she must be a little bit more intelligent. She's fucking than good at marketing, mate. Oh, Trust yeah, me. Jesus. Oh, yeah, she, you're right there. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> so I'm going to go for, and this comes back to my Welsh in-laws. What did he say, Doctor? Explain it again. What are they? And the Doctor turns around and goes, aliens. And Sneed says, like foreigners, you mean? And he goes, well, pretty foreign, yeah, from up there. And he goes, what? Bracken? <laughs> <laughs> Which, if you're an Englishman in Wales, you'll, you'll get that one. Mm-hmm. There's loads in this one. It's, it's one of those really snappy ones. But there's um, <laughs> a bit where he's in the coach with Dickens. He's going, Doctor, you look more like a nappy. He's like, what's wrong with this jumper? Yeah. <laughs> running I gag I <laughs> throughout the season. He's <laughs> just like, you boat captain. It's brilliant. Oh, yeah. I, love I like that, that there's kind of a reaction I like. Well, Rose and the Doctor are talking, and the Doctor says, not a bad life. And Rose just says, better with two. And the little look they have between them is just... Just it, unfortunately, it's, I think it's kind of the start of the tenant romance thing, but that's really nice. Mm-hmm. Well, the really funny thing was last year when we were in Gen Con, there were a lot of people cosplaying tenant. There were a fair few people cosplaying Matt Smith. Is, there was one like, guy. Uh, the, the go should should be issued with firearms. <laughs> no, but there was one guy who was cosplaying the ninth doctor and he was with a tenant and he was with a captain jack and everybody was pointing at the captain jack and the tenant going oh yeah we just looked at him and we just went nice one sunshine and he just went thank you because we were the uh, only realized he was cosplaying okay <laughs> terry have you got a quote sweetie um no okay we'll come back to it question for the dirty hooers you have to cosplay one thing from doctor who at Comic-Con. What one thing from Doctor Who would you cosplay said? Oh, are you fucking kidding me? Full yeah, no, robes. no, I'm not fucking kidding you. Full, Come on. Full Time Lord robes, headdress, the whole nine yards, the staff, ah. everything. Oh, yeah. I am Barusa, he says. Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> Classic series, the robes, yeah. Skull cap, everything. You see that? You see that right there? That's why we're friends. Yeah. <laughs> okay, same question. Fuchsia. Oh, One thing. it would kind of have to be Sarah Jane, wouldn't it, really? I'd love you. would make a marvellous Sarah Jane. I'd just, like, hug you to bits. I have played Sarah Jane once before, actually, when we did that live role play, very briefly. Yes, you did? Oh, my God, you did. I forgot about that. It's... That was about 1990, you know. That was, like, a million years ago. It's that long ago. <laughs> you'd have to do the raincoat and the boots. Those oh, God, yes. Best. Dungarees. No, I'm sorry. All the Dungarees is the best oh, okay. outfit. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Terry, what one thing would you, you know, cosplay? Either the TARDIS as Idris or Leela. 
Oh, oh wow, yeah. Well, my missus has a full Leela outfit, and she, I've got oh, to yeah. say, fuck me, I absolutely lost it when I saw her in that Leela outfit. It was just, I'm not straight up dead, because I was doing the master at the time, the only master, because there was another guy doing the dog art who was doing it better, and oh my God, oh my God, come here, be hypnotised, and kneel in front of me. <laughs> Honestly, it was a dream fulfilled. I fucking lost it. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> I, well, Don't I, say Alpha Centauri. I'm going to be very disappointed. I, I would have to do on looks alone because I do look a little enough like Anthony Anley to get away with it. Yeah. I would do Anthony Anley. But if I could possibly get a decent wig, I'd do Pertwee. Oh. <laughs> mm. Can I just skip the quote? Ain't got no time for your quotes, motherfucker. No, just whatever he says when he calls Rose Barbarella. That was great. Mm. Oh, hello, I've got that one somewhere. Go out there, dress like that, you'll start a riot, Barbarella. There's a wardrobe through there, first left, second right, third on the left, go straight ahead, under the stairs, past the bins, fifth door on your left. (gasps) Past the bins! I love love that. It's past the bins! What the hell? (laughs) They have bins. They have bins. They have bins? Why the TARDIS has bins? It's just. Well, it would, wouldn't it? And well, where else are you going to put the rubbish? Oh, it's got bins, it's got fucking. So know, when you TARDIS put stuff in those bins. It's built it up does, the, does the TARDIS just make it disintegrate? I get the impression it's kind of like green wheelie bins. And, and, <laughs> yeah, me too. And just <laughs> once a week. Once a week, you have to dock the right bin into something to get it emptied because that's so fucking British and so Doctor Who. Mm-hmm. Oh, jeez. Okay, really, can, well, can... Sen has to go, so yeah, we should say goodbye. Yeah, sorry, dude. <laughs> Sen needs to eat. Sen needs to eat. Actually, I need to fix the stove first so that we can eat. Go eat. Go, go. Motherfucking eat. Yep, fuck off. Okay. Later, guys. Goodbye. Bye. Is he gone? He's gone. Yeah, he's gone. Right, okay. We can gossip. You've been listening to... The Dirty Hooers Doctor Who Podcast. Follow us on iTunes or at DirtyHooers.com. Find us on Twitter at Dirty Hooers. Oh, yeah, we're also on Facebook. See you next time. Sputnik. Hello. We still got I think he's fallen asleep under the table. Yeah. Oi! Sorry, I crashed like That's fucking right. Roscoe P. Coltrane, and I have no idea what the fuck went on there. <laughs>